When the big man was killed, you must have wanted it. Its blood was on the leaves. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Welcome to the first Retrovaniacs episode of 2017. As always, I'm Jeremy Parmentier, here with Jeremy Gregory. Hey, guys. And Billy Holiday. Hello there. And uh, this week we're going back to the classic Nintendo Entertainment System title, uh, Predator. But before we get to that, what have you been playing since last time, Billy? Well, I'm, I'm still knee-deep in Final Fantasy XV. Uh, that's probably going to be my default answer for the next several shows, at least. But but Jeremy P. tells me I am on the home stretch now, essentially. Um, other than that, I, I picked up several things. You know, PlayStation's ran a pretty solid sale throughout the, the month of December. Um, and I got several items here and there. I got Watch Dogs 2. Uh, I was very leery of it. Because that first Watch Dogs was just a, a gigantic failure that I played a half hour of, uh, and then put a, put away for good. Um, but you know, Jeremy, once again, the the measuring stick for whether or not I should purchase a game assured me it was a safe bet, and, and yet again he was correct. Uh, this one is just a, a ton of fun. Uh, it's it's just a Grand Theft Auto Five. If it didn't take itself quite as serious i mean it, it gives me a huge uh, saints row 2 vibe which was the, the height of that series i thought and and probably my favorite you know kind of sandbox game uh and other than that uh, i also picked up inside which jeremy had touted another another jeremy gregory seal of approval and and he told me to watch out at the ending is a is, is something that's going to be hard for me to wrap my head around you know, and I'm playing the game, and I think I have it figured out early on. You know, I, I think it's looking like it's going to be kind of predictable. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. I would be doing everyone a disservice if I spoiled it. Needless to say, I, I did not see this coming. And you know what it got out of me. As soon as it ha as soon as this occurred, I just I, I stared at the screen and just only thing that came out was no. <laughs> and that's all I could get out. And I just I spent the next several minutes just a, a combination of intrigue and, and humor and just horror. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't recommend that game enough. If you liked Limbo, I think Limbo is kind of the 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 dead uh, dead on comparison for this one. But if you liked it, I think this one's just a, a shade better. And that ending certainly makes it worthwhile. It's one of the best last stages probably ever. Yes. I, I don't think I've really seen a game come to a, a climax like that uh, just out of nowhere. You, you just don't expect it. Uh, and then what happens in that last 10, 15 minutes is, it, it, you, like you said, you're just not ready for it. You, you don't know what, what you're doing. You're just going with it. Yeah. And it's it's absolutely crazy uh, just what happens in the last part of that game. Um, I, I kind of expected Jeremy P to actually get this before uh, before you did because he was such a big fan of the original Limbo, which I was mm -hmm. not. I hated the original Limbo. How can you uh, hate but Limbo? But I love this. I, I don't know. It, it, we've talked about it before on here, and, and I just never 
really got into the original Limbo. I don't know if it was the aesthetic, which is weird because I love kind of, you know, dark Tim Burton uh, aesthetics like that game was trying to pull off. I think it was more so just the puzzles and how just about every single puzzle was a uh, physics-based puzzle or something where you were dragging a box to. I don't think the ge- that game's puzzles really kicked up until that very last stage where you were... Mm-hmm. Uh, it really got kind of in depth with those gears and, and everything else you were manip- manipulating. Um, inside, though, that's uh, it, it reminds me uh, much more of Out of This World uh, with, with just how it plays and, and how you're going through the game and, and how weird and just unsettling everything kind of is. I know Limbo was as well, but this one's got just a, a really different tone to it. Uh, you know, you're, you're trying to basically escape these people that are trying to, to find you for whatever reason. Uh, and, and you're just kind of going with that until you get all the way up to the end and then it just blows your mind. Um, but I, I enjoyed that game so much more. I, I would play inside all day long, uh, but I, I don't think I would ever touch limbo again. Yeah. I'll have to pick up inside. It's one that I saw was, was on the sale and I didn't grab it. I've been pretty stingy with this sale, uh, just cause I'm trying to avoid falling into a hole of having 45 unfinished games, uh, on a system that I only get about an hour a week to play it on. So I'm, I'm trying to avoid buying a lot of things, but I do, everything says that I should get inside. Um, the only thing I managed to grab, actually, on this sale so far was Unraveled, the game about the yarn character. It's just like a 2D yeah. walking puzzler, which actually is a lot like Limbo too. I'm, I'm enjoying that, but I just needed a game that I could play around my children that wasn't going to result in my wife yelling at me. So a game with a yarn character is, is working out just fine, because Dark Souls 3 did not work out so fine. Um, I did finish Final Fantasy XV since last uh, since last show. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. It's really hard to talk about the game without spoiling either the story or, or some of the things that you, you may or may not see coming. Um, I will say there's a point in the game where you have to board a boat. And it's not spoiling any story to say there's a, there's a boat in a game. Uh, I would say if you're enjoying the game at that point... And like the freedom that it gives you to not get on that boat until you're willing to not have that freedom. And I don't know how much farther you got past that point, Billy, uh, but but it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it at that point. I enjoyed it a lot, but I just wanted to pound through the story at that point because there's nothing else you can really do um, without using a... There's kind of a, a go-back item to kind of go back to those older areas, but it's not really, it doesn't really make sense in the story to me at least, so I didn't use it. Yeah, I, I um, I got on the boat. I am I'm over there now, and yeah, I can tell it's gotten uh, a tad more linear at the moment. Um, but yeah, I I don't fully understand this item to go back. Uh, I was a little disappointed, but because when I got on the boat, you know, it gives you the the warning. I mean, it gives you a warning, said so you won't be able to come back for a while. Um, are you ever ever able to officially come back as you are? No item needed, just travel back. So as the game exists right now, because I know they're going to patch things in and, and change a few things, no. Once you get on the boat and you start the next section, you pretty much are on a, in a tunnel to the end of the game. Um, again, it's a long tunnel, and there's a lot to do in it, and I, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it's a bad call. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it actually, in some ways, you have to kind of rope this game in at some point. Uh, I was just surprised. It, it's kind of the midpoint of the story, really, um, and then the rest of the story is much more of a standard Mm-hmm. you know console rpg like you got to do this you got to do this no you can't do these other things where the first half of the game was you know what i was amazed by was how much it just let you do whatever you want you want to just go out and learn a thousand recipes and eat things at every diner sure why not uh 
Uh, that that all stops. Well, I got to say, maybe maybe I appreciate it because I mean, it, I'm 55 hours in before I got on that boat. It's it's got to come to an end sometime. Uh, I mean, if left to my own devices, I would just be fishing years <laughs> from now, still fishing away. Well, right, and, and I wasn't complaining and, and saying, oh, man, at that point I think the game's terrible. I still enjoyed yeah. this game, start to finish. It definitely has some faults. Uh, mm-hmm. There's definitely still some parts that even after, you know, kind of getting a good grip on the game enough where I finished it, there are still some fights, including some main main pieces of the story that I felt like I was just slamming on buttons and drinking potions over and over again to just try to get through mm-hmm. it by attrition. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that's what they were intending, but I'm not sure how else, uh, other than just power leveling, past the point of it being a challenge you're supposed to do some of that so uh, i'm not gonna say anything else about it other than i really enjoyed it i'd like to hear from billy probably offline uh, what he thinks when he's finished Uh, Mm -hmm. but the other game i finished since last time was uncharted 4 Uh, i finished two games on my playstation 4 i'm very excited about this i only have dark souls (laughs) and fallout 4 and and bloodborne left that uh, that i haven't finished other than unraveled which i just bought so i don't count that as i just got it a couple days ago Uh, so i've been playing a lot of unraveled uh, and then those two I finished. Uh, and then I realized that there's a new Shantae game that came out, and I will eventually get that because I love that series. But I didn't finish the last one, so I actually spent most of today uh, playing Shantae's uh, Pirate's Curse, which is amazing. And I highly recommend it to anyone who likes you know retro kind of games. It's perfect. Uh, not retro, but feeling like it is. Uh, like you remember them, but not like they actually were. So, excellent series of games. Uh, Jeremy, what have you been playing since last episode? Um, I, I kind of, since uh, Billy mentioned watchdogs too i was the one that that recommended it to him mm-hmm. and i only got that game because it was free with a, a new mic that i bought and so i hated the original uh, kind of like him I, but i ended up beating i 100 at that game somehow because i just hated it so much uh that that only makes sense in my head but i i was not looking forward to watchdogs too at all and since it came free with this it was a you know a pc download i downloaded it Hey, man, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those games where it's just, you know, it it still has the same basic concept as the, as the first Watch Dogs. It's an open world kind of Grand Theft Auto-y game, but you're using computers and, and hacking things uh, to, to make your way around. There's a lot more stealth if you want it to be. Uh, you can definitely go on guns blazing if you want to, but that's not really the, the optimal way to play this game. But um, it, it basically took all of that cool kind of hacking uh, stealth gameplay from the original and really went wild with it here and just they have a lot of fun with it uh with which is what the first game didn't seem like it it wanted you to have with it it seemed like here's a game but i don't know man it's just it's kind of shit um it was way too self-serious the the main character was absolutely awful uh chicago is just the worst city um, but you know, now you're in San Francisco, you're playing as a uh, God, I forget his fucking name. Um, but you know, he's, he's a fun character and, and you're with the, uh, the dead, dead sec hackers. Uh, it's like a group of like four or five people uh, that you're doing work for to try to get your, your followers up so you can, uh, go in and I, I don't really know, but you're basically, you're hacking your way to victory essentially. And uh, it's just really fun. It doesn't really take itself seriously. The characters are, are funny. Uh, you know, it's definitely not as as crazy as something like Saints Row 3. Uh, Billy mentioned Saints Row 2. It's kind of around that. Um, it, it's it's kind of a, a serious setting, you know, a, a real-life setting. But the characters themselves are actually 
uh, they're fun. They're fun. You like to you you like to hear their dialogue and and mm-hmm. you know what they do, and the things you do, the missions you do are actually fun as well. So I, I think Watch Dogs Two could end up being one of my sleeper hits of the year, uh, mm-hmm. and I it kind of sucks that I that I waited to get it for free. Because I would have totally paid full price for this had I known it was actually this good. Well, I'm glad we've all had a lot of time to play games we've enjoyed. Because this (laughs) week's game, I'm willing to bet none of us enjoyed one minute of playing Predator on the Nintendo Entertainment System. This was one of your picks that you had on yeah. your list of the original games you wanted to cover. And I have to ask why. Do you hate us? I don't hate you. I don't. I don't. Myself, yes. Uh, you guys, uh, you're fine. Um, I would just, I'd want to start off with an apology. I'm sorry. I put you guys through this. Uh, I, I wanted to play this one to, to kind of look back at the game I hated perhaps the first game I ever hated as a child. And I, and I have a long history with this game of, of getting it out every now and then to play and then remembering that it was awful. I haven't played it since my teens, though. Uh, so that was a depressingly long time ago. But with this game, growing up, I, I, I was pretty lucky. I got maybe every month at least, you know, one new game. Uh which, you know, I, I, I never took that for granted. Some months I get two, and that was a good month. Uh, but my father, like all fathers, I, at one point in time had that whole wanting to uh, teach your child the importance of, of money and, and earning money, um, the value of a dollar or whatnot. And I did that by just doing like menial, you know, household chores, whatever, you know, whatever a seven or eight-year-old could do. Uh, I helped a, a neighbor, an elderly neighbor, uh, scraper driveway when winter came around. And eventually I had, I had rustled up about, you know, 50, $60. Uh, I thought I had to do a lot, of hard, a lot of hard work to get that, but it turns out that's probably just what I do in a normal day now. But anyway, I went to the store and I had no idea. Cause at the time you didn't know, uh, there was no internet to tell you a year ahead of time, what was going to be coming out. So you have to imagine my surprise when I look up and I see Predator. Yeah, because this was this film was a big shit around the house. I mean, we watched this film many times over, my father and I. Uh, and to see that and the front, the cover, you know, with, with Arnold with the big gun, uh, you just knew this game was going to be incredible. And I picked it up, spent my own money. Uh, this is the first time I spent my own cash to, to purchase a game. And I got home, I put it in, title screen pops up, where we're still doing all right. And then the second it goes to the, to the, where it's playable, that first stage, I knew something wasn't quite right. And as I played, and I played, I just kept waiting. I kept waiting for it to get better, and it never did. And, and I sat there thinking about the hard work I'd done, the long road that brought me to this game. 
at the fact that I had that money I could have spent on any other game in that store. And I bought this. And I am not too proud to admit I sat there in my bedroom and cried. I cried my eyes out over over the sheer waste of picking up this game. Uh, and I really, I didn't make an effort to finish it at all. I played through it. I thought it was, and we'll talk about things like the difficulty and, and whatnot and just the fact that it's a fucking drag. Um, but yeah, I just, I just hardly ever played this one. And then, you know, a little bit later on, I thought, well, maybe, maybe let's give it another shot. And it still sucked ass. Uh, so this whole thing, when we, we started this, uh, I wanted to put down a game or two that I know I despised, but I want to look back and see if maybe I was wrong and maybe I can find some redeeming qualities in it. And that's, that's what brings us here. Well, I hope, I hope you feel good, uh, that you did get to play it again and it reaffirmed your release. This was not a very good game. Uh, I'll agree when you first turn it on. You, you know, you get the the images of Arnold. You get the images of the Predator, and it actually mm-hmm. looks pretty accurate on the. And, you it, know, sound, on the, the start and it sounds good. That opening theme is nice. Yeah, it, it, all the music in the game is actually. I mean, it might be a little repetitive, but it's not terrible. We've definitely had far worse music, uh, just in the games we've covered on this podcast. And Nintendo had plenty of games with worse music than this. Mm-hmm. But, but you, it, the best music in the world isn't going to save the rest of this game. It is. <laughs> It is. I mean, it does base on on the movie Predator. Predator the movie came out in 1987. I think this game came out the same year, uh, although I can't find a definite date uh, of when the game was released. Uh, I found 87 a couple of places. I found 89 a couple of places. Uh, but it's definitely after the movie. There's no way the movie was based on this game. That, that's good to know. Um, it came out uh, from Activision, of all people. And I don't remember a lot of Activision games on the actual Nintendo. I mean, Activision was a, a huge force in Atari. They had a, you know River Raid and Pitfall and all those games. Uh, and then they kind of weren't good, and now they are one of the major game publishers in the industry. Uh, so they did something right at some point, but it was not during the NES era because most of their games, uh, you know, I looked up that Super Pitfall was theirs. There was a handful of other games that were just uh, forgettable or I didn't even know what they were. Uh, but nothing that was like, oh, they put out, you know, I'm going to list Nintendo properties because I'm a fool. But, you know, oh, they put out Kid Icarus. Oh, they put out Metroid. No, none of the games you'd remember uh, is what this company released. Predator, my only experience with it beforehand is I had two friends that owned Predator. And even if you were sleeping over at their house or you were doing whatever and you were, like, looking for games, and you're like, hey, how's Predator? Both of them said, it's crap, don't play it. And we, I've never <laughs> even turned it on because both people that owned it were said it was horrible. Uh, I'm amazed that I had never tried it until now, knowing that it probably wasn't very good. But... But I think if someone would have told me exactly how not good it is, I would have had to have tried it. Because it's, it's remarkably bad. You want to know the worst part of all this? After everything I told you before, and I wanted to play this to see if maybe it was a little bit better than I recalled, it's even fucking worse. From the start to finish, just, a, just not good. Everything, mm. I, like the music is the high point, and the music is forgettable. You're not going to walk around humming the, scene, the themes from the Predator game. But it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you during the game. It's not irritating. It's just like, yeah, all right, that music's okay. But the rest of the game is is so bad. Uh, Jeremy, did you play this before this podcast? No, actually, I, I had loosely heard of it. Occasionally from Billy, he would, he would kind of mention it <laughs> here and there. Uh, just kind of, you knew something bad had happened with it because, you know, he'd never really follow up on it. You know, just kind of be like, oh, you know, that bad like that predator game <laughs> but you know this was the first time i've actually faced it and uh we were talking earlier and i can't believe 
how bad this game is. Like, you know, we live in a time where you can find just about every YouTube personality in the world screaming about something. And, you know, I've seen a lot of those games based on, like, you know, Ghostbusters for the NES and, uh, you know, other fantastically horrible games that are, you know, just kind of legend at this point. Predator never seemed to get that kind of attention. And so I never thought it was going to be that bad. So when I loaded this up, I was not prepared for oh. the level of oh, oh, just shit that was going to come spewing out of the NES. It was uh, this is this is legitimately one of the worst games I have ever played on anything. I mean, uh, it's just awful. I, I listened to the wording. Listening to the wording we're using, we're not saying we played this game. Jeremy said he had to face this game. <laughs> That's what you. <laughs> That's what you have to do with this. You're not playing it. You just got to face this son of a bitch down and hope when it's over, you're the one standing. This is one of those Nintendo games where you legitimately think it's like broken. Like it shouldn't be this way. Like maybe it's glitched out somehow and it's, you know, it's just, there's something wrong with it. Uh, But no, this is just kind of how it is. It's just one of those games that's just absolutely just, it's hard to describe how bad it is unless you've played it. We're going to try. We have an hour to fill. I think we're going to try as hard as we can to talk about how bad this game is. Uh, so we'll start just from the, the, the get-go. You, you start the game. You get your intro that tells you the story of Predator, uh, more or less. Just, you know, your whole platoon is wiped out. It's just you as... Uh, I don't remember Arnold Schwarzenegger's name, which makes me shamed by uh, mm. by many of my friends. Duh. Is this one of the best movies Man. ever? Oh, <laughs> should have taken better notes on this, Jeremy, but I didn't. So anyway, you're Arnold Schwarzenegger, and and you are fighting the Predator, but you don't fight the Predator directly every level. Uh, that would be somehow uh, enjoyable. Instead, you're wandering <laughs> through the jungle or through caves or you know, some other environment that's somehow supposed to relate to the movie. Uh, everything but the jungles and possibly the caves really has nothing to do with this movie. But, uh, you know, there's some other, like, almost almost like alien-looking landscapes. I don't know if it's supposed to represent you going to the Predator's homeworld. It never happens, but it doesn't even matter. Uh, they, they're all just, you know, you start on the left, you go all the way to the right, uh, and there's normally a door somewhere in the level you have to find to go to the next level. Uh, for the first handful of... of of levels that's pretty straightforward you don't even have to really get the guns you you only have a punching ability as your default weapon at the start of every level so you have to find a weapon in the level if there are weapons and some of the levels have no weapons you're just supposed to kind of run through them and punch a few things if you have to but really it's about avoiding enemies um but if you do get a weapon if you get lucky enough in the first level i didn't even see this the first couple times i played this on the far left of the screen at the very start you could just jump up and grab a gun I didn't see that until my last attempt at this game. So I went through the first level every time with no weapons, just thinking, man, this is ridiculous. There's no gun. But you start out with a machine gun if you go grab it. And then at the end of the level, even though all you did was walk into a door to get to the next section, apparently you throw your gun out and you start the next level again with just fists, uh, which is the most ridiculous uh, possible way to, to do a run-and-gun action game. I mean, in a lot of parts, this game feels like it should be aiming to be like a Contra, but it instead it's it's nothing like that at all. I mean, it's it's... Some of the the worst platforming I've ever experienced. Your jumping is extremely floaty, and the things you're supposed to land on, uh, it's very hard to tell what's actual floor, what's background, what is, 
you know, what is something that you can walk? Like, it'll look like it's a cliffside, right? So you assume if it's a cliffside and you walk into it, you stop. But instead, you just walk off in, into the nether and die immediately uh, on all these little platforms that look like they should have a wall next to them. It Just that alone would make this game unforgivable. The jumping in general is bad. But then you add in that all the things that attack you in this game, and there's there's a, sh- a shit ton of things that I don't know why they're in there. There's, you know, scorpions. Okay, that kind of makes sense. You're in a jungle. And then there's, you know, uh, I guess the Viet- Vietnamese in there. They're attacking you. Fine, that, that's okay with me too. But then there's, there's like these amoebas, and there's a weird, like, yeah. green... I don't even know what this green thing is. It has, like, an orb. I mean, honestly, it looks like a Final Fantasy character. I don't know what it's supposed to be. But these things just float around at you, and if they hit you when you're jumping, or if they hit you on one of these platforms that are all, like, one block big, like a size of your character, it knocks you off far enough you just fall directly down. Die instantly, and you have to restart that whole level again. So you could be at the very end of the level and just make make a poor jump, and that's it. You're all the way back at the beginning of the level, and some of those levels are long and way too involved for what they're worth. I think I think Jeremy P missed the director's cut of Predator, where Arnold dons the, the fucking purple, uh, pink jumpsuit and and starts punching out blobs. Yeah, I missed yeah, that part. The, uh, the enemies in this game, you know, and and I mean, I don't know what I wanted in there. Scorpions, okay. I mean, there's a scorpion scene in Predator. Uh, it's not you know waist fucking high on the guy, but. Okay, that's you know with these Nintendo games based on films, they had to find some way to to stretch it out into a full video game. Yeah, they weren't capable of doing the you know the the film scene by scene. Uh, and in Predator, really, that's a hard game to do. I mean, thinking about it now, because there's only one major enemy outside of you know the a shootout early in the game uh, with the Vietnamese soldiers. There's I mean there's one enemy throughout that entire thing. Uh, which would make for a pretty boring game, but I just the choices of enemies here. These just uh, they're like stock enemies from a, a several what other whatever other games were in development. They just took these sprites and threw them in there. It's things that just uh, there are floating, just floating mouths with gigantic teeth and eyes coming at you. Uh, just things that in no way you could even sit down and and argue had anything to do with this film. No, the, the, just... the the most terrifying of all enemies in this game, dots. They're just literal mm. dots on the mm. screen that you have to. Sh- there's they're nothing. They're just a few. I don't know if they're supposed to be bullets. They're just floating in the air, uh, and this is only in one particular part of the game, really, um, not the the regular side scrolling stages, uh, which we'll we'll get to what this part is here soon enough. But they're just dots. They're just dots on this little pixels. That's you're supposed to shoot and kill them. And, I mean, if you can't go further than just making a few dots onto the screen and making that your enemy, I I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, this, this really just kind of does seem like they had a bunch of different assets for, for other games, and then some, somebody asked them to make a Predator game, and they were like, well, you know, this could work. It doesn't, though. It's, it's absolutely terrible. The only other thing I can think of is they built the game, you know, they put the levels in, they had the Predator-specific things tied to the game, and then they realized it was too empty. There wasn't enough going on. So they just grabbed stock characters from any other game in development and just threw them in there. Like like I said, the only other game they had made for the NES by this point, I think, was Super Pitfall. All these other things made sense in Super Pitfall. I, I wonder if they just stole them from there. I have no idea. Like, there are snakes that shoot fire. I don't know why. There's nothing like that that happened in Predator. Uh, I don't even... It, 
whatever. I, mean, I can get like past it's, all that. It's trying to do the the whole alien kind of thing, you know. It's it's really playing up the whole alien universe with the predator and stuff like that. But the stuff they put in here, just like you said, it just doesn't make any sense. You know, this has literally nothing to do with anything, unless the predator just really likes light blue butterflies, you know, floating around, and you know those are terrible things on planet Predator. But uh, here, it just makes no sense. I mean, you're in a jungle. Uh, or caves or whatever and there's these little cute blobs with faces on them and and that's your enemy it, it just even for a movie license game which they've never been great uh this one is is reaching really far you know this is a mess this is this is a tragedy uh of both the predator license and and even if it was just a game called jungle warrior it would still be terrible <laughs> Just awful. So, in the levels, when you pick up the weapons, I I didn't get very far in this game. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna let that out right now. I got far enough where I can talk about it because I got through what essentially are the two major phases of the game uh, that repeat over and over and over again. But the weapons, as far as I can tell, are not not that they're terrible. The laser gun seems fine, and the machine gun seems fine as well. the The grenades are awful. I don't know. I mean, it, it's a very Nintendo grenade, I guess, that it only goes a set distance. You can't throw it with any kind of range. But the things you're supposed to do with those grenades are very precise, and they're not a precise weapon by any means. Like, there's all oh, these... Oh, you mean the, uh, the pines? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. well, they're, I think they're supposed to be, like, pine-crone grenades, a but they're definitely either. grenades. But uh, but it's like, yeah, you'll, you'll throw them... There'll be a bunch of walls you have to break through. Level 6 is is where I almost quit, but I did get past it. But level 6 has a laser gun that you essentially need to finish the level. You don't have to have it, but it's going to make your life a thousand times, I don't want to say better because you're still you're still playing Predator, but a thousand times simpler to get through this level. But you have to, that level requires you to go halfway through the level, find the grenade, get all the way back to the start of the level, and blow this wall apart. Mm-hmm. And trying to blow this wall apart with your grenades, I had to do what I, I'm sure has to be a glitch, but maybe that's what you're supposed to do, which is I just jumped over and over again throwing grenades till eventually one stuck in the wall, and then I ran away. No, that's yeah. what you have to do. That is that that's is what horrible. You, that's what you do. That is the worst possible mechanic for a grenade ever. That's just terrible. I mean, it's one thing if you could, if it was like they were sticky and they just stuck on whatever. I mean, it would be unrealistic, I suppose, but so is the entire game. Who cares? That was awful. And and again, it's another thing where the, the things you're supposed to blow up versus things that are not things you can destroy or that aren't just regular ground almost impossible to tell I, I the weapons are terrible are there better weapons later in the game no no they're, they're, it, you know the, the, the this will be a reoccurring theme with this game it doesn't get better nothing improves uh, you know it's not struggle through a little bit and you get a payoff I, I mean it is very much I not the stages don't even really change that much Um but I got to speak on something as far as these weapons go. Uh, you can get that laser gun, and and you feel like you're doing something then. But not only are there power-ups like that, you can pick that fist back up again. There is an icon yes. that will give you the fist back. And at one point in time, when you have the laser gun, that fist is placed to where it, it take, you almost have to fucking just glitch through the thing the best you can. You kind of have to 
inch over and hope when you jump, you pass through it instead of picking it up. And it's set right, and it's set before like two or three enemies. As if the fist is the best thing for this for this portion right here. So I, it's just frustrating. I feel like they always put that fist just somewhere where you have to hit it, and just in the worst possible worst possible time. And yeah. we should probably note that the the fist is you know maybe next to the grenade is the worst weapon that you could probably have. It, it's just a very little. Uh, punch out in front of you uh, it really doesn't do much of anything you're probably going to take a hit uh, if you even try to kill somebody yeah. with it um, there's no but, range no there's not there's no reason to ever make it you know have the fist as an upgrade because it's it's not worth it, it doesn't do anything well it just yeah it makes it hard it doesn't do much damage it doesn't break down walls for whatever reason you can't duck and punch something so there's scorpions and things that are shorter than you that you can use a gun you can duck and use a gun all day and blow them to pieces you can't just duck and punch down no sir you'll just punch over their head over and over again uh while you try to get not get hit um you have eight health points there are a good deal of health pickups in the levels that normally isn't too bad except that uh because of the way that the game plays you're going to get hit a lot no matter what since you don't have a weapon for half the time and even when you do uh, there's a lot of things that take multiple hits. So you're going to take some damage, but there's also a good deal of life pickups uh, that kind of cancels that out. At the end of the, each area, there's a door. And later on, there's multiple doors. But at the first handful of levels, it's you know you, you, there's point A that you start at, point B that you finish at. Uh, when you get to the third level, I think it is, or maybe it's the fourth level, the Predator is waiting by that door. I didn't know that's what it was supposed to be, uh, but I did figure out that's what it was. Um, that Predator looks... Kind of just like a guy with a triangular head. Uh, and he just does this thing where he jumps up and spins around and jumps up and spins around. And you just have to shoot him a whole bunch of times until eventually he goes away. And then you can exit the level. Uh, you can't exit the level without killing him, which I didn't know the first time. I got to him and I had like one hit point left. So I was like, awesome, a door. And I just like ran under him all proud of myself. And then you can't enter the door. And I died and then I figured out, oh, you have to kill the predator there. Mm-hmm. After you find the Predator outside like that, and I don't know if it's every level because it's only the two that I'd finished to get to this point, that's where you find the second uh, <laughs> type of game that's in here, which is just called Big Mode, which is very... Big Mode. It's incredibly creative. Uh, big Mode 1, Big Mode 2. I think there's six God Big damn. Mode levels in the game. Big Ugh. Mode is laughable. Big, the first time <laughs> I got to Big Mode, I just I paused it. Well, you actually can't pause Big Mode. That's the other thing. I don't know why they don't let you pause Big Mode. But I I was you know running this on a possibly on an emulator, so I was able to pause it through the emulator. But but the you get to the regular game. You know, you look like a regular guy in a Nintendo character. There's nothing notable like that makes Nintendo. you look like Arnold. Uh, but you get to Big Mode, and it's this cartoonishly large Arnold Schwarzenegger character that only shoots to the right and only runs in one direction i mean you can move back and forth but you never turn where you're facing and that's where these dots that jeremy talked about become an enemy the enemies Mm -hmm. in these sections except for the predator himself at the end are bubbles that kind of fly at you and these (laughs) circles that don't do anything and you'll kill them and occasionally they'll drop some kind of pickup that changes from your normal machine gun that you do get at every one of these levels to some of the worst power-ups i've ever seen in a video game Hands down, they don't look good, they aren't functional. The regular machine gun is fine. And then there's like a, a rapid-fire machine gun that looks like three bullets. That's also fine. Any other pickup from there is garbage, just garbage. There's a an extremely slow bullet, but if it hits something, it damages everything on the screen. But that's so slow, 
that even the dots that don't move are hard to hit, and it, and you can't fire a second shot until that first one either goes off the screen or hits something. It's a horrible gun. Uh, there's a gun that shoots forward and then boomerangs back into your gun. Absolutely worthless. Just a horrible gun. And that block just that all these bullets just look like a rectangle. There's no there's no graphic on the bullet. It's not like it glows. It doesn't look good. It just looks like a giant white square. It looks like Atari level, like you know, outlaw. It looks terrible. These big, big mode game levels, yes, it does look like the Predator that you're fighting. And yes, you kind of look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. But the gameplay itself is just gross. Just terrible. I got to know, Billy, what what did little Billy think the first time that big mode popped up on that screen? Little Billy at the time. uh, You know, I, I I mean, I can recall. I mean, I was almost done with this game. All big mode did. Uh, besides I, it probably provided a laugh at that time too the fact that just big mode pops up on the screen uh was i got a, a brief renewed faith in it because that's more of what i was hoping for you know big arnold you know big gun uh, walking along and then you know once again a few seconds into big mode and i realized no I, i'm i'm still not getting what i want and i'm not going to the the enemies the dots i mean i thought they were bubbles myself um god you fight those things and yeah the power-ups are awful and just you know the arnold looks okay i mean compared to what you're seeing in the rest of this game it's a it's a masterpiece but and you know the predator looks all right but just this mode also was not any fun so it was just one more instance of getting picked up just to be dropped down again this is uh, when that showed up on the screen. I, I kind of like you, you guys. I had to take a take a moment <laughs> to take in what I was seeing because it is it's a mess. I mean, it's auto scrolling. It's uh, you guys said it's just horrible to play. But uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not. But this uh, big mode is actually called the Ethereal Zone, according oh. to the instructions. Um, and the instructions for this game are probably the best part of this whole game. Because the guy that's writing uh, this, you know, seven-page instruction booklet for Predator for the NES is trying so damn hard to make sense of this game. Um, Actually, this is a small part uh, of the instruction booklet. Um, This is him. This is the guy writing the instruction booklet trying to explain how to play big mode. Uh, So here we go. I just try to try to paint a mind picture of this going by the words that are in this. All right, your job is to keep Dutch alive and fighting. Dutch, Dutch, that's that's his name. I totally shame on myself. me. Ah, uh, uh, you begin in big mode one. You'll see on the wait. This is really hard to read, actually. You'll see on the big mode one title screen how many lives Dutch has available for this challenge. Press A to play, and you enter the ethereal zone. Dutch must dodge or destroy oncoming blue or purple spheres or other objects with his machine gun. If they touch him, he is wounded. He also has to catch red drops to earn extra life points. Dutch can't shoot fireballs except with reaction bullets. Keep destroying blue and purple spheres for a while, then blue and purple clusters appear. Shoot these too. All spheres and clusters can become things you can grab when you touch them. Some of the spheres and clusters turn to ammunition carrier spheres when you shoot them. (laughs) Dutch can jump up and grab the ammunition carrier's and use the ammo in his machine gun. 
that's that's literally the instructions trying to tell you how to play this mode. It's that's. I'd rather have just read that manual for half an hour and called it a day. This this section of the game is just terrible. Like, there's no way they intended for this to be what it is. There's there, there's no way. I can't believe anyone thought this is a good idea. You're shooting bubbles in the ethereal zone, uh, which you know that clearly that happened in Predator. And then you get to fight the Predator at the end of the section, and he doesn't do anything. He just like jumps up towards you slowly across the screen, and if you shoot him, he uh. You know, he, he flashes, and then he'll jump towards the screen again until eventually he jumps off the screen and then jumps right back on from the other side like it's a big circle. He Maybe he gets harder in later big modes, but the first two big modes, literally the dumbest fight ever. Ever. He uh, It gets kind of a, a little bit more... You know, it seems like each big mode Predator boss has a, a different attack than what the first one did. Mm-hmm. Like someone have like some of them have orbs or something. One of them will, will slash in front of you. It's all essentially the same. I mean, he's just always floating around the screen like you know, like a fucking idiot. But I mean, that's you have the same strategy essentially every single time you get in a big mode. Is that strategy turn it off and play a different game? I, that's where I was at. What I would, that's I finished. I was kind of like you. I, I finished that big mode stage and got back around to the next stage, which it just seemed. Uh, it, more of the same it, it was totally just another jungle stage because it seems the, the game has a total of three tile sets um, jungle cave and big mode and that seems to be the entire game I, I watched all the way to the end of this just to see if i missed something um and it just keeps repeating those same stage types all the way to the very end mm. yeah i mean there's there's no variety in this game and i mean Nothing's going to save this game at this point in time. I mean, after the first couple of minutes, nothing's going to swoop in and save this game. But it would have been nice just to have a little variety here and there. Uh, I mean, Contra should have been the blueprint. Uh, really, I mean, uh, fucking, you're in the jungle. You're firing a machine gun pretty much nonstop. Uh, and as it goes on, you know, you, you encounter these aliens. You end up in the, the alien world and... You know, and the, it would have been perfect. They had the game to fucking clone if they wanted to. And I don't know why. I have no clue why they headed in this direction. I know, I mean, I know games based on movies are awful. And, and it's almost like they're just allowed to be awful. But even with that bar, even with that incredibly low bar, there's just, uh, there's no call for this. Well... I mean, again, I can see where if you just see a screenshot of this game, even big mode, you just see a screenshot you're like, okay, that looks like it could be fun. But it's it's just everything together, the the poor jumping on the, the regular platforming levels will kill you a thousand times more than any enemy will actually kill you. But also the levels are built so poorly. There there were several times where I got stuck. Like there will be uh, one of the early levels, you can you can break out the wall with grenades and jump into this this other area, but there's no way out of that area. And there's no way to even fall. So it's not like you can just kill yourself and start again. You just sit there and wait until hopefully an enemy comes over uh, or you hit reset. Uh, the, the, the game is, is very unforgiving for that way. You have, I think, four lives. And if you finish, you know, once you lose your last life, you go back to... Now, the book says you, when you continue, which is after you lose your four lives, you can continue from the start screen. It takes you to level five. I don't think that's true. I think it takes you to the last big mode level you were in. Because I tested that right before the podcast after you told me that's what the book says, Jeremy. And 
and I was at big mode two, and I beat big mode two, and I went to the next level. Then I lost my lives, continued, and I was at big mode two again. So I think it's just the last big mode level you were in, not level five. Well, but I'm not going to test it anymore. In, in the instruction booklet. So I, I think maybe this guy that was writing it had kind of checked out at that point. It was just like, maybe this is right. I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe that's how it was when they wrote the manual and they realized that was asinine because there's 20 levels you have to play through. I think there's 30 levels in the game, but it gives you branching paths later. After the second um, big mode area, some of the levels have two doors, and those doors will take you to different paths. They all still get you to the same you know, big mode 3 or big mode 4 and eventually the end of the game. But it means you can skip. You don't have to play every level to finish the game. You can't, in fact, play every level uh, to finish the game. You only have to play through 20 of them total. Uh, so I got to level 9 which was the level I couldn't even figure out how to get to the door. I saw the door, I got the weapons I thought I needed to get to the door, and I couldn't figure it out. I looked up a, a game fact on just, like, what are you supposed to do to get through this level, and the guy that wrote it was like, I have to glitch the game to jump to the door or whatever. Uh, <laughs> now, it turns out that's not what, you, what you're supposed to do, but this is the other one of the other, like, why would you make a game like this? Some of the enemies will hurt you no matter what, and some of the other enemies you can jump on their heads. There's no way to tell this without trying to jump on their head to figure it out. In a game that knocks you back when you're on small platforms, everything's on a small platform, and you only have so many life points, and you have to continue back levels of before if you lose all your lives. Why would they even make that an option, that you have to test if you can jump on something's head? Stupidest possible. This is, everything about this game is infuriating. You spent the most time with this game. Why is this game so damn bad? I want you guys to know however much you've suffered. I've suffered even more. And and now I have to live with what I've put you two through. <laughs> yeah, I just I really don't know. I, and and we all I, how many times have we had a shit ass game on here? Uh but there's always <laughs> but there's always something that that all three of us can can give that game. You know, even general chaos, I, I, I give Jeremy a hard time for it. And I give Jeremy P. an, an ungodly hard time. But uh, at the end of the day, I can say something good about every game that, that we've come across. Uh, nothing has been just without its merit, uh, however small it may be. This is the first time I can't say anything. I have nothing positive to say about this game other than the fact that it fucking ends after a while. I mean, that's it. And and I do have to say I finished this thing. That was that was another thing. That was a, a challenge I put forth for myself was to see this thing through to the end. Because prior to this, I had not, I had not even gotten close. Uh, and I mean, I played this thing all the way through, and and I kept an open mind playing it this time. And I was going to hold out hope that something, something good ha- happened you know, until the very last credit rolled by. And it, it just doesn't. And there, there's nothing good to say about this thing. Why don't you tell us about that last boss? First off, how far did you get in this <laughs> game before? Before this, this podcast where you were able to, I'm sure, use some save states 
how far did you get to the, with this game when you were a kid before you just decided you were did you even get through a number of the big mode levels second big mode okay so you essentially got to where i got on this this playthrough before i decided that i was going to throw my computer out of the window if i played any more of this so you you went through another like 12 levels of this game yes that is dedication i have to say now now well, do the big modes get harder as you go on you know, not really. I, I, I just don't think anything difficulty-wise ramps up. I think you encounter, I, I did not, you encounter some tougher jumps as you go along, which is saying a lot because uh, they're pretty fucking bad just from the beginning. I mean, all the all the problems in this game that were present early on, they're never fixed. Uh, the difficulty never really ramps up. Um, like Jeremy said, uh, the Predator, every big mode, you know, he has a, a different attack, but I mean, it's it's something easily easily learned and, and easily you know countered um but yeah but i got all the way through to the end and and i faced the last boss and in typical classic 80s video game fashion the last boss is a gigantic head <laughs> it, it is a gigantic predator head and you just yeah, and it has an easy pattern it's it's a simple boss I got through as hard as the game is. I got through this boss and I almost made it through without taking a hit. Um, but yeah, it's a gigantic predator head. You shoot him, you shoot him. And then for the second part, it's a gigantic predator head without the mask. Oh. Everybody's favorite part of predator. When, when the predator transformed into a gigantic head <laughs> and terrorized Arnold. Uh, you, you, you finish that one off and you get, they give you another, I hate to say cinematic, but you know, they give you a little cut scene at the end. It plays out the same, you know, the predator you know, sets off the bomb, self-destructs, Arnold makes it, he gets to the chopper and he goes off into the sunset, but that head of his has got to be hanging real low after being in this game. <laughs> it, it's almost, I can't even imagine making it that far. For any child, you know, back then to, to make it that far in that game and and then get to that last boss and you've suffered through so much and, mm -hmm. and it, there it is. It's just a giant, it's not even a good giant big head. It's just like this pixelated monstrosity. Yeah. If you, didn't, if you hadn't seen Predator before, you wouldn't know what this was trying to be. It just looks like a, a weird looking angular toaster flying through the, the air or something. And, and, and even when he takes his mask off, it, it looks even worse. It's just... I can't imagine what what any child would have done if, if that if they made it that far. Well, I watched a you know I watched a let's play just to see what the last boss was after Billy told me that it was in fact a giant head and and the let's play it looked like it took forever it looked like it was a long fight. And it's, I, I mean it's it's lengthy, it's 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 lengthy but it's and that's the trouble it's not difficult either. So I mean if you're going to succumb to anything. And this happens a lot in games with these bosses that are just sponges. The only way you are really going to lose is if you just if your attention starts to to wane, uh, if you just start to get tired of this fight. That's the only time. Um, I mean, you're just pretty much just fighting against yourself in this thing and just trying to stay stay focused. I think, and I had to think about this for a while. I still don't think this is the worst game I've ever played. Uh, even just Nintendo, even just by itself, there are worse games than this on the system there's very few i'd say the x-men game for for the nintendo was worse than this game uh, because at least this game i could say even without seeing the case like if someone was just playing this and i got to the first big mode area i'd say hey this is a predator 
Where X-Men, you'd never know what that game is. It's just this horrible blocky mess that doesn't make any sense and nothing looks like anything. Uh, and it's not, I mean, I'm sure it's finishable. Someone must have finished that game, but I couldn't even figure out how to get through one level. This, at least, I understood how to play it. I understood what it was trying to do generally. It just wasn't fun, and it was frustrating. And it's it's got all the things that make a game, you know, a bad platformer there. They're every one of them. You know, check down the list. It's all there. Bad, bad jumping, floaty jumping. You get knocked back by enemies too often. Things regenerate when you have to go back and forth. There is a good deal of backtracking in some of the levels to get items you need to finish a level, but it's such a small level that that just seems like it's just punishing you to force you to do that. Uh, it it's a bad game. It's definitely the worst game we've played on this podcast, hands down. That's oh, there's no no denying it. We played some know, bad games, uh, but yeah, he, I, I think I agree. But you know what's not a bad game. What's not a bad game? In 1992, Predator 2 came out oh, yeah, for, yeah. for the Sega Genesis. And I'll oh. tell you, it's everything the first one should have been. I mean, it's a three-fourths down. Uh, I mean, you got fucking Danny Glover. Danny Glover's got a gun from beginning to end. And, I mean, it plays out like the film. I, it is so faithful to the film. You spend the first half just, you know, as a police officer fighting drug dealers, you know, fighting criminals. And then all of a sudden the, the predators in the middle of it and you spend the rest of the game fighting criminals and occasionally tangling with the predator. You make it on the predator ship at the end. And it's just a, a fun game. It, it, it's an excellent game. And I almost skipped it, you know, as a kid, when this thing came around, I, I was not even going to give it a rental, but I, I, I broke down one time and decided to, and, and I was very pleased and it just made me even angrier that uh, this Predator 2 is, is what we should have had originally. You know, Nintendo could have handled something like this, obviously with scaled-back graphics and whatnot, but it, it was just so strange to me that the game with Danny Glover in it is the one, you know, with all the, all the shooting and, and carrying around the machine gun and the handgun the entire time. And, and Arnold's just restricted to just some damn fists and a laser gun every now and then. So I, I just stay away from Predator. There, there's no need in playing it i know there's a there's people think there's a lot of fun in going out there and playing bad games for the fun of it which i i still don't fully grasp the concept of that um but I, this isn't even fun in that way i don't think this is just a a chore this is something you just have to tr just dredge through and it's not pleasant and you play the second one if you want that's a good one it's okay. I don't think we're ever going to bring it up on here because I don't think either of these guys are going to trust me enough. <laughs> if I said, hey, let's play another Predator game. Um, I can't say enough good things about that one. Uh, but this one is just a, a pile of shit. The biggest pile of shit we have had to wade through yet. And it's going to be hard to top it. You know, it's weird because like all they needed to do was just make Contra. Yes. All they, I mean, this Predator was tailor-made to just be a shoot-em-up action game. That's all anyone wanted to probably do when they, they saw Predator on, mm -hmm. on the you know store shelves. But they seem to go above and beyond to make this game as awful as it can possibly be. When they had so many other blueprints that they could have used to just make a, a average game, average action game, and people would have been satisfied. But this one goes above and beyond to just be absolute shit. Well, after this game, we need something that's going to cleanse the palate so we can continue going forward 
uh, looking back at games without assuming they're all going to be trash fires. So the next game we're going to cover is, is actually another series of games. We're going to cover the entire Metal Slug series uh, for our next episode. I don't know how in detail of each game we're going to get or if you even need to necessarily, uh, but it is the kind of run-and-gun game that I assumed this would have been, uh, but you know, with its own special uh, twist to everything. So I'm looking forward to that and not playing this ever again. Uh, but now that it's the beginning of 2017, uh, everybody else has already done their, you know, picks of the best games of the year or worst games of the year. Uh, so I think we, we at least can each say what game we're the, the most happy with or most disappointed with. Um, I'll start, and it's hard because I've only played as far as games actually came out this year or even that I tried for the first time this year. Generally, I, there weren't too many that were brand new. So even though it's it's one of the newer games, I was really thinking of giving Final Fantasy 15. Uh, game of the year because even with its its problems I, I could not put it down I want to play it again I, I'm definitely going to keep it I want to see their patches I want to I want to play more of it so I, I was going to give it to that but I think the game that was the, the surprise hit for me the game that I, I thought I might enjoy but I wasn't really sure I didn't know anything about it and and I did play a lot of it I put more time into that than I did into Final Fantasy was uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions uh, hashtag FE that that game it dra- it dragged me in, and I couldn't put it down. I spent days just sitting in front of the TV playing it every moment that I could uh, up to the very end of the game, and, and it's another one that I, you know, there wasn't much on the Wii U, but that game almost saved the Wii U for me for the year by itself. I know a lot of people really like that game. Well, it's, you know, it's, it, it's got the same feel as a Persona. It's not a Persona game, but you can see where it where it has that that draw to it. Atlas had, you know, had a piece of it, and, and it's good, but it's the combat system is so good. It's such a, a good turn-based still, but but interesting and unique combat system. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. And all the side things that some people may be annoyed by, it's definitely got a lot of fan service. It's definitely not a... It doesn't take itself seriously. I mean, you're you're an army of J-pop idols fighting demons. But it, but for some reason, it just it hooked me. It hooked me hard, uh, and, and I loved it. So that that's what I definitely think is my, my favorite game of the year. Uh, especially because I didn't know anything about it going into it. But most disappointing, I don't know if there's a game that I was most disappointed with because, again, I didn't play that many. And for the PS4, everything I've bought has been games that I knew I would like. You know, there's nothing... I haven't I haven't really gotten into Fallout 4, but I can't say it's disappointing. I just haven't put the time into it. And everything else has been great. But uh, the Wii U in general has been the biggest disappointment for me this year. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I know I just picked a Wii U game as my game of the year, but if it wasn't for that game... I may have turned on my Wii U six times in 2016, and that's only so my kids could play it. Uh, th- there was nothing. And the few things that everyone was looking forward to, you know, the new Zelda, uh, any any kind of major updates for some of their other games, they just all pushed off. Everything's pushed off to the Switch, which we all know I'm going to end up getting one. But right now I'm thinking this might be the end of me with me and Nintendo because this was real, real disappointing this year. You trust me. You'll be right there with me. You'll, I'll be first in line. You'll be second. I'd like to remind everybody about the game that none of us have on our list this year because of Nintendo, and that's uh, Breath of the Wild for the Wii U. That was oh, uh, supposed to be a... out this year uh, by year end, but uh, thanks to the Wii U's uh, sudden death and, and the announcement of the Switch, we get to maybe put that one on next year's list. We'll see. Uh, we're probably going to be having this same talk. <laughs> uh, the first episode of 2018. Uh, God damn. You know... I've spoke about this enough. My feelings on this are, are, are known. Goddamn Nintendo. If I didn't love them so fucking much. But 
I, I'll be there. That's all I can say. I'll be playing that Breath of the Wild as soon as it's out. It's, I mean, it's looking good. And I hope there's taken all this time to really just, you know, fine tune it and just make it just an incredible game. Because at this point in time, that's going to have to be the best fucking Zelda game I have ever played. <laughs> so what do you think was your the your favorite game or, or your most surprising game or whatever of 2016, Billy? My favorite... <sighs> I, you know, you didn't do it, but I'm gonna have to. This fucking Final Fantasy 15, it, it's it's my favorite game this year. I've spent the least amount of time with it, uh, but I have played it the most. I mean, I, I said earlier, I think I'm at 55 hours before I hopped on that boat. I'm about at 60 right now. Uh, I have just I've enjoyed every minute of this game, and it's it's just so rare that I play a game at that length and am still having a having a good time with it. And I, I'm just, I love this thing to death. And I think it was my obvious choice. So I, so I had a backup and, and the runner up would be that overwatch. I, yet again, just such a polished, just such a nice looking smooth playing game with just some of the best characters I've seen in a game, especially in a, in a first person shooter. And, you know, and I'm not a big, you know, FPS guy. I, I tire on these things real quick. Uh, Call of Duty, I get every year with the intention, this is when I'm going to max out prestige. And, and I play a couple months and I'm done. This thing, I'm still hopping on here and there. And I still am, after Final Fantasy, planning on getting back into it huge. Uh, so those two have just been, that's that's been it for me. Those have been two, and really big two big surprises, because I have not played a Final Fantasy in years and also, I really didn't have any expectations for Overwatch. I picked it up because my son was going to get it, and he wanted me to play along with him. So, yeah, those two, my two biggest, most pleasant surprises, and my two favorites this year. What about disappointment? Did you have a specific one, or it's kind of the Wii U, I which got, is probably the world's disappointment? Uh, the Wii U is everyone's disappointment. It should be Nintendo's greatest disappointment. But, yeah, I, I had a couple... Um, and one of them I didn't even play, but one of them I was so looking forward to and Jeremy shit all over it was The Witness, um, which I love puzzle games. I love exploration games. And it seemed like it was going to be that. It seemed like the second fucking coming of Mist, the way people were talking about it. Um, and, and I was going to get it. I was going to go full price on this thing. And Jeremy put the brakes on it. And he just had so much bad to say about it. Um, and, and I believe him. And I've gone on to read reviews that pretty much state the same things um and that was just it was very disappointing for me i never played it though fortunately but it was the one game i was really looking forward to that uh that didn't pan out but as far as things i did play uh phew, mighty number no. nine would be just a, a really easy punching bag because that was a lot of hype for just a pile of shit but i gotta say my my biggest disappointment and this is mainly because of Overwatch, is Battleborn, which was a game I was all about. And it was a game I was trying to convince my son to play along with me uh, when he was wanting to play Overwatch. And and I picked this thing up. I, I, I signed up for the demo and I played it. And the demo was, was okay. I thought it played a little stiff. I thought the characters were really unimaginative. Um, and the gameplay just it wasn't that good. Uh, but it was a demo. And I said, well, let's go ahead and try out the real thing. And eventually I I played the real thing, and it was just dismal. Uh, it, it's just a game. It's the opposite of Overwatch. I mean, it's got weird-looking characters, but there's no personality there. There's nothing there at all. It's just an empty shell 
of a game really and it didn't help that overwatch was out like a week or two later and just trounced this thing and deservedly so and i hear it's to the point where this thing is possibly going free to play at some point in time this year and maybe that's a good spot for it to to get people back and maybe i'll try it again but i'm just i was had a bad taste in my mouth after that yeah i do i, I want to mention the witness real quick because I like you said. I, I hated that game. I, I was so I was so yeah. looking forward to it. But you I, you might want to just try it. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that absolutely love that game. But it's uh, it, it's it's. I just did not like it. I I did not. I I wanted it to be what you wanted it to be. I wanted it to be mm-hmm. like the second coming of Mist, you know, and and that that kind of exploration, uh, kind of you know puzzle solving gameplay. But my biggest problem with that game is that island. It, it doesn't even need to be there. Like as as far as everything that you're exploring around, it, it's just a means to get to the next set of puzzles that you're looking at on a on a like a flat surface in front of you or mm-hmm. something like that. But that's that was my biggest thing with it. Also, I just felt like it went on forever, uh, and I just kind of got tired of of trying to figure out what this game was trying to tell me. But if you ever do get it on sale or something like that, try it out and and let me know what you thought. I it just wasn't for me though. I'm going to, but it's it's going to have to be a, a steep steep discount on it so jerry what were you the, the happiest with in 2016 game wise um nothing like huge i, I really want to put more time into final fantasy 15 before i you know can, can really give it the uh that this was the best game of the year for me I, I love that game but i just haven't put that much time into it uh but it, it seemed like 2016 was the year of smaller games for me that that really stuck with me uh, Firewatch was was one of the games that I kind of just randomly got, uh, not expecting much. I heard good reviews of it, but I've never been a fan of walking simulators, as they're called, and played through it and loved it. And that's one of those games that has actually stuck with me uh, since. Like, there's not too many days that go by that I don't think back about Firewatch and uh, that story and those conversations and, and the characters and uh, just you know the kind of weird shit that happens in it and. I, I absolutely love that game. It's it's probably by far my my favorite walking simulator uh, that you can that you can find. Um, also, uh, Deadly Tower of Monsters. Uh, oh was, yeah. Uh, I mean, that was something that I sat down with and and played basically straight through to the end, hundred uh, percent, and it got the, the platinum trophy uh, for a free game. That was by far my favorite. Uh, uh, oh, what do you call it? the free game for PlayStation Plus members or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, all year long. Because usually I just don't care about them. But man, that that game, it's not, you know, the the best gameplay or anything like that. But it's so endearing and and the setting is so great that it it just, it got me in a way that few games actually do. Um, And I I think my actual favorite game of the year that I played the most of was uh, that Ratchet and Clank on PlayStation 4. uh, The the remake of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I beat that game three times. I loved every single minute of it. Well, maybe not the clank sections, I, I kind of got done with those about three fourths of the way through the game. Um, but everything else in that game is, it, it looks amazing. Uh, the, the story's pretty funny. You know, it's just a retelling of, of you know, a remake of the old ratchet and clank that came out in the PlayStation. Um, but everything about it is just so much fun. And it's just kind of a game that really doesn't exist anymore. You, you just don't kind of find those cartoony um, games that you would find from back then. And I, I, it made me realize just how much I miss those games and, and how much I want to sit down and play those games, but they just don't exist anymore. Um, but that was definitely 
the one I, I put the most time into and, and one that I still really kind of want to re-download and, and try it out again just because it was so much fun early in the year. As for disappointments, um, hmm, I think my, my biggest disappointment was uh, Deus Ex uh, Mankind Divided. And this is coming from somebody that's, that's a huge fan of the entire series, even the second game, which most people hate. I, I thought it was okay. Um, but the previous Deus Ex on uh, 360 and PS3 was one of my favorite games of all time. I thought that was just an amazing game, an amazing return to form for a, a series that had just basically been dead for well over a decade. And it, it was really great. So I was really looking forward to Mankind Divided. And man... It, it's that one's tough for me. It feels like there's maybe about a quarter to half of a really great game there, but it's there's just something holding it back, and I can't quite put my finger on it. If it's the level design, it, it just seems like you don't have as many options this time around um, to do what you, to get to where you want or do what you need to do. Deus Ex has always been famous for maybe offering a bit too many options for you to go about what you need. You know, you can hack things, you can go through the vents, you can find other ways to get through, uh, you know, talk to people, change their minds. It, there's just so many weird and different ways to go about objectives to the point where half the time in, in a, a good Deus Ex game, you will get to the objective and just kind of feel like you, you got there by accident because you've just done so many things to get there. Uh, this one, there was one section in that entire game that actually evoked that. And there was, it's not even mandatory that you do it. It's like a, an optional side mission that you can choose to take or not. That one totally allows you to do that. But everything else in this game really seems like it, you are stuck on three different paths. One is you either shoot everybody and kill them. And it's a stealth game, so why would you? Or the stealth section, which is very rigid. You will go, you will, there will be like, oh, here's the event that you can climb through. So that's the stealth way over there. And then you get through that, and then there's going to be a computer somewhere around that that you can hack. And then after that computer, there's going to be another vent, probably pretty close to that. So it seemed like it was just spelling the way out for you way more than, than any other Deus Ex. And by the time I beat it, I really, I was just really disappointed with it. I, you know, I kind of want to play through it again to see if I'm just missing something, uh, maybe put some, some skill points into different powers to see if, you know, it's, it's more fun to play it in another way. But, you know, I, I kind of felt like I played it like previous Deus Ex games, like I how I enjoyed playing them, and I just didn't have fun with it at all. So that was probably my, my biggest disappointment of 2016. So that's uh, our, you know, our favorites and most disappointing games of 2016. Uh, you know, thankfully, none of the games we talked about on this show came up as either great or not great. They're, uh, they're it's always good, even the bad ones, even this game, as bad as it was. I, I'm still glad I played it because now I can tell everybody that I've played the worst game uh, that I can remember playing in years that wasn't uh, didn't have LJN uh, on the box. So, uh, thanks, next, Billy. Thanks a lot. <laughs> next episode, we're going to play a game that's that's kind of like this but good. Uh, the Metal Slug series. Looking forward to that. Uh, if you want to to 
kind of get some of that in. It's on the PlayStation Network. Uh, or you could just buy a Neo Geo if you get one of those laying around and get some Metal yeah. Slug carts. Uh, but until then, please check us out on Retrovania.net. Uh, since the last episode, we've put up uh, at least one new article, a uh, new, new video on ActRaiser 2. Uh, we're trying to get a lot more in this year if we can. Uh, hopefully things will calm down in our personal lives. Maybe I'll learn how to actually make videos. That's something I should work on in 2017. Uh, but until next episode, check us out on Retrovania.net, and we will see you next time.